LGBTQ plus youth are 120% more likely to experience homelessness compared to non-LGBTQ plus youth. So why is that? The answer is family conflict. It's the most common cause of all youth homelessness. But for LGBTQ plus youth, that family conflict is typically resulting from sexual orientation or gender identity. my LGBT cuties, and welcome back to another episode of A Jaded Gay. I'm Rob Loveless, and today I'm a non-jaded gay just because I've been trying to be smarter financially, and I think I've talked about this in past episodes, but lately I've just really been going through my budget, seeing what areas I might be spending a little bit too much money on and finding some ways to cut some expenses. So I've just been feeling more grounded in that and feeling better about my financial situation by trying to be smarter and trying to figure out what I actually enjoy and should be spending on versus what is just frivolous spending. So every day just working to be a little bit more fiscally responsible. Anyway, warning, today is going to be a heavier topic, and I'm sorry because I know last week's episode was a little bit heavier too, but we've got some later episodes coming up on the horizon, so just deal and listen to this because it's important to talk about. So a while back, we did an episode on how the COVID-19 pandemic disproportionately impacted the LGBTQ plus community. And in that episode, we touched on the topic of homelessness for LGBTQ plus people, specifically LGBTQ plus youth. And this is really sad to think about that as part of the coming out process, many have to worry if their families will reject them and if they'll be abandoned and have to fend for themselves as a result. And even beyond LGBTQ plus youth, homelessness is a big issue within the LGBTQ plus community. So we're going to talk about that today. But first, you know the drill. Let's pull the tarot card. So the card for this episode is the Nine of Pentacles, and I really like the suit of pentacles in the Minor Arcana. It's tied to the element of Earth, so that's very grounding, kind of like the foundation we're working on. Typically, pentacles is tied to prosperity, so literally that is, you know, financial prosperity, but we can also think about it as emotional prosperity. It's just a very comforting card. It's really signifying that we've worked hard, we're reaping the rewards of the fruits of our labor for putting in that hard work, and it's feminine energy, so it's very reflective and meditative in nature. And in numerology, number nine is close to the end of a cycle. You know, we go from one to 10. So obviously nine, we're nearing completion of that cycle. We're almost there. So as we're nearing the completion of that cycle, we might be enjoying some solitude to really reflect on what we need to kind of cross the finish line. And when we pull this card, it's pretty reassuring. It's signifying a time of enjoyment and feeling safe. You know, we're working hard, we're making smart decisions and really putting in the effort to getting to that area where we feel safe and secure, whether it's financially, emotionally, surrounding ourselves with people who we feel supported by. And after putting in the hard work, we should take a step back to reflect and relax and enjoy what we've accomplished for ourselves before setting sights on the next goal. And for the more literal sense of the card, you know, this energy is really reflecting that we generally need to use our wealth for the benefit of others. And again, that could be, you know, financially, if we're feeling secure financially, maybe we can lend out some money or donate to people who may really need it. Or maybe emotionally, we're just showing support to people who can use a little bit more compassion and kindness in their lives. Or on the other end, maybe we're somebody that's receiving the generosity from people around us. We can accept whether it's financial support, emotional support, what be it. So we really need to reflect to see where we're at on that spectrum and how we can share the wealth with others, specifically those in our community who may really need it. And ultimately, though, as we've touched upon, this card really reflects a state of harmony. So wherever we're at, whether we're somebody who's in a more financially secure space where we can help others or somebody who's accepting charity from others, it's the right thing to do because it's really creating a state of harmony for all parties involved. So with that being said, let's start off with some vocabulary. More recently, you may have heard the words housing insecure or housing instability in conjunction with homelessness. 
So Oxford Languages defines homelessness as the state of having no home. So I interpret that in a more literal sense of having no place to live. Meanwhile, housing insecure or housing instability refers to lacking a stable or adequate living arrangement, especially because one lives in unsafe or uncomfortable conditions or is at risk of eviction. So you can be in a state of housing insecurity or housing instability without being homeless. But regardless of the situation, this is still very traumatic. According to a New York Times article published in May last year, at any given time, roughly half a million people in the United States lives in homeless shelters or on the street. Meanwhile, many millions more experience housing instability and are living on the brink of homelessness. And about 1 in 14 people in the country experience homelessness at some point in their lives. And more recently, in December 2022, the Department of Housing and Urban Development calculated that 582,462 people were experiencing homelessness in the United States and its territories. And that number represented an increase of nearly 2,000 individuals over the last complete accounting of 2020, yet remained steady at 18% of the nation's population. Now, it's important to note that within that number, certain minority groups are more likely to experience homelessness. And when looking at the LGBTQ community, a UCLA School of Law study titled Homelessness Among LGBT Adults in the U.S. found that sexual minority adults are twice as likely as the general population to have experienced homelessness in their lifetime. Specifically, 17% of sexual minority adults have experienced homelessness at some point in their lives compared to 6% of straight people. 71% of sexual minorities who had experienced homelessness did so for the first time as an adult, while 20% of sexual minorities experienced homelessness before the age of 18. And it's important to note, too, that within the sexual minorities community, race and gender identity are also disproportionately affected. A higher proportion of transgender people report recent homelessness than sexual minority and cisgender straight people. Specifically, 8% of transgender adults had experienced homelessness in the year prior to the study being conducted, compared to 3% of cisgender and genderqueer minorities. And 6% of African-American sexual minorities experienced recent housing instability at the time the study was conducted. So we can see that the issue of homelessness affects the community disproportionately, but why? Well, in 2019, the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health published a study titled LGBTIQ Plus Homelessness, a review of the literature, which took a look into the intersections of factors associated with both homelessness and the LGBTQ plus community. This study listed the following as proximate causes of homelessness, poverty, ethnicity and racism, substance abuse, and mental health. So let's break those down. Starting off, here's what the study has to say about poverty. Poverty is a structural factor that is intimately linked to homelessness. There is thus a strong link between poverty and experiences of homelessness. There is a weaker link between poverty and LGBTIQ identities. This relationship is nuanced. Different demographics within the LGBTIQ community have varying experience of poverty. White lesbian women are likely to be high earners, while white gay men and gay and lesbian people of color are more likely to be lower earners. Poverty is also connected to the other issues within the proximate causes of homelessness grouping. It is both a driver and a consequence of addiction and or mental health issues. Poverty directly influences how people experience homelessness. And when it comes to earners, I think that ties back to our episode on the LGBTQ wage gap and how, on average, members of the LGBTQ community earn less than their straight peers. 
Moving on to ethnicity and racism. The study states that racism, systematic inequality, and historical trauma mean that ethnic slash racial minorities are more likely to experience homelessness in comparison to dominant ethnic groups. And for LGBTQ plus ethnic minorities, the intersection of minority identities increases the odds of adverse experiences through the greater likelihood they will also suffer from poverty and discrimination. Looking at substance abuse, this can be a proximate cause of homelessness and can actually exacerbate once someone experiences homelessness. And we talked about how the LGBTQ plus community is more likely to face addiction issues just last week. And finally, mental health. The study states that between 42 to 80% of people who are homeless experience mental health struggles. And even if we take the low end of that range, that's still almost half of people who are homeless. Meanwhile, non-homeless LGBTIQ plus populations experience mental health issues at somewhat lower rates of about 40%, which is no surprise given what we've talked about in length throughout all the podcast episodes, especially the gay and anxious episode. So people who are both LGBTQ plus and homeless face greater long-term mental health struggles. Additionally, the study cites several system failures early in life that are drivers of homelessness. The first is sexual abuse, and people who are homeless experience a higher level of sexual abuse compared to the wider population, and this is both before and during episodes of homelessness. And this relationship is even stronger among LGBTQ plus people. In fact, a 2013 study found that homeless LGBTIQ plus youth had been sexually assaulted at three times the rate of non-LGBTIQ plus homeless youth. The second system failure is foster care, and the study cites that being in foster care and the instability associated with it is a driver to becoming homeless and that disproportionately high levels of young homeless people have been in foster care. And due to rejection from family members, LGBTIQ plus identities are overrepresented in foster care. Next, LGBTQ plus discrimination and stigma. The study found that a relationship exists between LGBTIQ plus identity and the amount of guilt, shame, and self-blame directly related to levels of stigma reported, which influences mental and emotional well-being. And that should not be a surprise to anyone. However, this feeling of guilt, shame, and self-blame are then compounded when an LGBTQ plus person experiences homelessness. High levels of self-blame suggest homeless LGBTIQ plus youth are internalizing stigma, which is a central aspect of how discrimination affects mental health. And lastly, family. The breakdown of family relationships is an important risk factor for homelessness, and it's also the main driver of homelessness for LGBTQ plus youth. And as you can see from that study, it's mainly focused on LGBTQ plus youth, and that is because LGBTQ plus youth disproportionately experience homelessness compared to their straight and cisgender peers. In fact, Chapin Hill at the University of Chicago found that LGBTQ plus youth are 120% more likely to experience homelessness compared to non-LGBTQ plus youth. And according to the Trevor Project, 28% of LGBTQ youth reported experiencing homelessness or housing instability at some point in their lives. So why is that? Well, we've kind of touched upon already, but the answer is family conflict. It's the most common cause of all youth homelessness. But for LGBTQ youth, that family conflict is typically resulting from sexual orientation or gender identity. According to youth.gov, additional causes for homelessness among LGBTQ youth include physical, sexual, or emotional abuse, aging out of the foster care system, and financial and emotional neglect. And those themes all kind of parallel what we talked about in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health study. But here are some additional statistics from the Trevor Project. 
nearly half, 44% of native-slash-indigenous LGBTQ plus youth have experienced homelessness or housing instability at some point in their life, compared to 16% of Asian-American-slash-Pacific Islander youth, 27% of white LGBTQ plus youth, 27% of Latinx LGBTQ plus youth, 26% of black LGBTQ plus youth, and 36% of multiracial LGBTQ plus youth. Homelessness and housing instability were reported at higher rates among transgender and non-binary youth, including 38% of transgender girls-slash-women, 39% of transgender boys-slash-men, and 35% of non-binary youth, compared to 23% of cisgender LGBTQ youth. 16% of LGBTQ plus youth reported that they had slept away from parents or caregivers because they ran away from home, with more than half, 55%, reporting that they ran away from home because of mistreatment or fear of mistreatment due to their LGBTQ plus identity. Meanwhile, 14% of LGBTQ plus youth reported that they had slept away from parents or caregivers because they were kicked out or abandoned, with 40% reporting that they were kicked out or abandoned due to their LGBTQ plus identity. And I'm going to read a quick excerpt from youth.gov regarding the experiences of LGBTQ plus youth who experience homelessness. In shelters while searching for housing and on the streets, LGBTQ plus youth may endure traumatic experiences such as harassment, stigmatization, and abuse from peers and shelter staff as a result of their sexual orientation and or gender expression. LGBTQ plus youth may find it difficult to find housing and may be asked to leave shelters after revealing their sexual or gender identity. As a result of harassment and negative experiences in shelters, LGBT youth are more likely to live on the streets than their heterosexual peers and are especially vulnerable to physical and sexual exploitation. LGB youth who experience homelessness also experience high rates of conduct disorder, post-traumatic stress, and suicidal behavior. And we'll circle back to the impact that has on mental health. But before we do, let's go back to the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health Study, which expands upon these experiences during homelessness. The study explains that LGBTQ plus people who are homeless engage in survival sex and sex work at consistently higher rates than non-LGBTIQ plus people who are homeless. Now, survival sex is defined as trading sex to meet one's survival needs, and it's often a non-cash exchange and more of a straightforward transaction that is a response to poverty and may result in economic dependence. And unsurprisingly, this is extremely risky and can result in violence and negative impacts on health. In fact, physical ill health is an issue for the entire homeless population. Here's a quote. Despite homeless people's many vulnerabilities to poor health, such as injuries, harsh weather exposure, and assault, there are numerous barriers to care, such as cost, lack of transport, and fear of judgment. This suggests homeless people can be reluctant to use health services and delay seeking help until their conditions deteriorate, increasing the risk of hospitalization. Now, there is limited data on the experiences of LGBTQ plus people who experience homelessness, but when looking at recent hospitalization rates among homeless youth who use drugs, and by recent I mean as in recent to when the study was published, researchers found that 75.9% of respondents who had been hospitalized in the past six months identified as LGBTQ+. Additionally, a more specific health problem that both the LGBTQ plus community and homeless populations face is HIV. And again, this is a compounding issue, so LGBTQ plus homeless people have a disproportionately high rate of HIV infection when compared to the non-LGBTQ plus homeless population. And while there are homeless shelters in place that are meant to be places of support and refuge for homeless people, they can actually be a place of vulnerability and danger for LGBTQ plus homeless people. 
Despite the overrepresentation of LGBTQ plus people in homeless populations, service providers are often underprepared to work with LGBTQ plus homeless people and are unable to meet their unique needs. LGBTQ plus people going into shelters are fearful due to the danger resulting from discrimination that they are likely to face. And there are even more dangers for transgender people. Transgender and gender diverse people are often denied access to shelters due to their gender identity, particularly in single gender shelters that lack policy regarding gender diversity. Typically, they've been excluded from single gender shelters, which leaves them vulnerable to violence, murder, and other safety risks. And when transgender and gender diverse people are admitted into shelters and assigned placement based on their anatomic sex, they are vulnerable to aggression and sexual assault. And unsurprisingly, all of that has an extremely negative impact on mental health. Going back to the Trevor Project, they found that LGBTQ plus youth who experience homelessness or housing instability reported higher rates of mental health challenges compared to their stably housed LGBTQ plus peers. Here are a few stats. 69% of youth who reported past housing instability and 68% of youth who are currently homeless reported that they had engaged in self-harm in the last year, compared to 49% of youth who had not experienced housing instability. 58% of youth who reported past housing instability and 62% of youth who are currently homeless reported having seriously considered suicide in the last year, compared to 35% of youth who had not experienced housing instability. And 28% of youth who reported past housing instability and 35% of youth who are currently homeless reported a suicide attempt in the last year, compared to 10% of youth who had not experienced housing instability. So there's a lot to unpack there, and it's certainly a big problem to tackle, but there are things that can be done to address LGBTQ plus homelessness. For starters, there should be more done to prevent LGBTQ plus youth homelessness in the first place. According to the Trevor Project, Strong anti-discrimination policies in the workplace and strong anti-bully and harassment policies in schools can be effective in helping LGBTQ youth stay connected to school and employment, increasing their skills and future earnings, and making it easier for them to maintain stable housing. Additionally, since family conflict around youth's LGBTQ identities is a driving factor in LGBTQ youth homelessness, developing family counseling or mediation programs may be effective at decreasing conflict and keeping LGBTQ youth in their homes and connected to their families. Special attention should also be paid to preventing housing instability among LGBTQ youth in foster care through case management and exit planning for youth exiting care. Meanwhile, the National Coalition for the Homeless states that the highest legislative priority should be to reauthorize the Runaway and Homeless Youth Act and include LGBTQ specific provisions. And I'm going to read a few key points pulled directly from their site about this. Since the main cause of LGBTQ youth homelessness is family rejection, efforts and campaigns can be undertaken to either prevent youth from being thrown out of the home if they are at risk of homelessness, or to reunify families and open the minds of parents whose children are already homeless. We should encourage federal, state, and local agencies to ensure that LGBTQ youth are placed in supportive foster homes. At homeless shelters, we can place transgender youth and adults in safe and appropriate shelter and housing programs based upon their gender identity and an individualized assessment. Schools should be a safe haven for all youth, including LGBTQ youth. We need to address the role unsafe schools have in promoting youth homelessness and aggressively address school bullying. We should also better ensure that homeless youth are able to continue their education. Shelter staff need to be trained on how to be an ally to LGBTQ individuals, and written policies must be put in place to keep discrimination from occurring. 
Dedicated shelters for LGBTQ plus people and youth provide an opportunity for a safe space to provide dedicated services for those who need it most. It is also beneficial for LGBTQ plus individuals who are experiencing homelessness to see LGBTQ plus staff working at shelters since they can provide unique understanding and inspiration. Additionally, funding for low-barrier housing programs should be increased because this will allow safer, low-barrier housing programs which can have an immediate positive impact on LGBTQ plus youth experiencing housing instability. And shelter services should also be reimagined so that housing providers can better support LGBTQ plus youth who are experiencing homelessness by ensuring that all shelter and housing facilities provide culturally competent services to LGBTQ plus youth. There are also organizations that specifically support LGBTQ plus youth experiencing homelessness. And one of the larger ones is True Colors United. According to their mission, they implement innovative solutions to youth homelessness that focus on the unique experiences of LGBTQ plus young people. Cindy Lauper is actually their co-founder and a board member. And another organization that I donate to monthly is the Ali Forney Center. They protect homeless, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning youths from the harms of homelessness and empower them with the tools needed to be independent. And they provide proactive outreach, receptive drop-ins, both physical and mental health services, emergency housing, resources for trans clients, education and job readiness, and transitional housing. And I'll provide the links to both these organizations in the episode description. So check them out, and I'd strongly encourage you to donate to them if you can. Because again, connecting it back to the tarot, the Nine of Pentacles is signifying that we're in a state of harmony where we can share the wealth with others. And that's both fiscally and emotionally. And as you can see, LGBTQ plus people, especially LGBTQ plus youth, are disproportionately affected by homelessness compared to the general population. And don't get me wrong, for everyone experiencing homelessness, it's a terrible problem, and we need to do more as a society to support them. But especially for the vulnerable, in this case, the LGBTQ plus youth, we really need to step up and have inclusive programs in place to support them. So again, please consider donating. And True Colors United and the Ali Forney Center are just two of the larger organizations. I know there are so many across the country. There are some locally. I know there's a few local ones in Pittsburgh here too. So please feel free to share with me any ones that might be local in your community. I'd love to spread the word about that and bring awareness to that so we can better support these organizations to support LGBTQ plus homeless youth. So you know the drill, any feedback or questions, or in this case, if you have any recommendations of organizations supporting youth, please feel free to email me, rob at ajdk.com. Please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Doing that really helps with the algorithm and getting the word out to others. So hopefully we can reach a larger audience and especially heavier topics like this, bring more awareness to the problem. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, TikTok, SoundCloud, and YouTube at a JD Gay Pod. You can follow me, Rob Loveless, personally on Instagram at Rob underscore Loveless. Also, consider becoming a monthly supporter of the show on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. That's at a JD Gay Pod. And remember, every day is all we have, so you got to make your own happiness. Mm, bye.